Welcome to the Acupressure Podcast. My name is Russ Johnson. I am a licensed massage therapist and a registered Jin Shindo acupressurist practicing out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. As always, my podcast partner is Steve Summers. Steve is a licensed massage therapist, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and a senior Jin Shindo instructor practicing and teaching out of Brentwood, Tennessee. If you have any questions or comments, show ideas, just to say hi, you can email us at acupressurepodcast at gmail.com, or you can also visit us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash acupod. We have had several people ask us how to best support the podcast. We have decided to set up a Patreon account where you can donate money every month, and that is at Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Acupod. Jin Shindo Acupressure is not intended for the diagnosis, treatment, or cure of disease. It is a relaxation therapy and a useful adjunct to licensed, qualified medical or psychological care. For any persistent pain or symptom, even a seemingly minor one, the listener is strongly encouraged to consult a medical doctor. When used in conjunction with standard medical treatment, the Jin Shindo acupressure technique can assist the healing process by releasing tension, decreasing stress, and encouraging a sense of increased well-being. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome to the second episode of the Acupressure Podcast. I'm here with Steve. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Russ. And today we thought we would discuss some of the components of acupressure, such as strange flows, meridians, acupoints. So I know acupoints are something that is used in both acupressure and Jin Shindo. So if you could uh, just give us a brief description of some of, of what acupoints are and their role in, in acupressure and Jin Shindo. Absolutely. Uh, there are places on the body that are called acupoints, and uh, there's a bunch of scientific descriptions for that, which I would be happy to mention in a moment. Uh, what the most important thing for acupoints are is that over the centuries, being humans, what people found is that there are places on the body that are important for our functioning, or that when there's dysfunction, certain places hurt or become tender or tense. And so these have become acupoints. No one really knows how they were found out. The tradition says that through centuries of awareness and investigation and knowledge, that this was just found out to be true. Uh, And I love that because now that I have studied so many different kinds of modalities of body work, everyone finds these points. They are just true on a human. And so acupoints is the way that the Chinese system developed to describe these places. So we use them in acupressure almost all the time. In Jin Chen Do, one of my two hands is on a traditional acupoint, something that's been described for centuries in maps or uh, text. And all of acupressure uses these same acupoints. There are 361 traditional acupoints from many centuries ago, and then over the time that Chinese medicine has developed, there are 
approximately 200 of what are called extra points, and then there are approximately 200 called modern points. There's over 700 points on the body. And most acupressure modalities use somewhere between 50 and 150 of them on a regular basis every day, and we mentioned that last time. Mm -hmm. The fun thing is that nobody knows exactly what they are, but we can talk about them. Um, one thing that acupoints are is a place on the skin where there's less electrical resistance. So it's uh, like when I was a kid, I used to like to stick forks or paper clips in a light socket. I don't know if anybody <laughs> else did that, but uh, I was. Uh, <laughs> that's what I used to do. And so like an acupoint on the skin, right on that place, it's like sticking a paper clip into a socket and you get quite a jolt. Uh, but if you stuck a rubber band in there, the electricity wouldn't go through the rubber band and you wouldn't feel anything. Mm -hmm. So the skin that's surrounding the acupoint has that same kind of experience as a rubber band. Um, in modern times, and this is the part that is most fascinating that I love, is that they've shown that many, many acupoints are the places in the body where the superficial fascia, the connective tissue that runs between our skin and everything else underneath it, where the superficial fascia diverges or connects to deep fascia, the connective tissue that surrounds our organs and our muscles and our bones and everything else inside. Those places where those two connect is often where acupoints are. So in that way, the mystery, the, the thing that's very strange to people, that points that we hold on arms or legs can affect deep inside organs of our body or the systems of our body, the connective tissue is connected throughout our whole system. And so that is a modern explanation of what acupoints are. And I love that explanation. It, it just creates a whole giant opening of possibility. And that's one of my favorite things about uh, the acupressure in Jin Shin Do is that if you want to look at the Eastern philosophy, you can do that. Or if you want to look at Western medicine, you can do that. Uh, it just overlays nicely to anyone that might be skeptical of energy work or or any of that old woo-woo stuff yes the strange and weird chinese medicine <laughs> that, that says that is like the wind or like the uh like the heat or the dampness yes that's uh we can t we can go from that kind of strange and wonderful stuff uh, to something very specific, and from a bodywork perspective, uh, all people have chronic tensions. And chronic tension in the body almost always involves connective tissue. And so if we have a way of holding acupressure points that directly allow the connective tissue to hydrate and to loosen and to be restored, then we can pretty much approach any tension in the body by using acupressure. And that is very exciting. Is every acupoint on a specific meridian, or are there some points that are just kind of out in the middle of nowhere, like Pluto, they don't really belong, but they're just there? <laughs> they used to be a planet, but now <laughs> they're not. Uh, yes, uh, the, there are acupoints that are, that are both, um, and that's that... Uh, piece and you use, use the word meridian and so we just want to talk about that for a moment the word meridian usually refers to uh, what the traditional text called organ meridians 
and that is a system of channels or flows that connect acupoints throughout the body. And uh, there are pictures of them from thousands of years ago. People have known about them. And often when I'm holding points on clients, they can feel the connections. Uh, they're like, oh, I knew you were going to go there, or that place feels connected. Uh, and so most of the acupoints that we use in Jinshan Do are on those traditional uh, rivers of energy or meridians and uh, and are all connected up. Many of the 700 that are named uh, are not necessarily directly on those original flows. There are eight extra meridians and 12 organ meridians. Uh, if you come to basic Jinshindo, uh, I get to do my infamous 20 main flows lecture. <laughs> And uh, and in that 20 main flows lecture, we talk about uh, the 12 original organ meridians, which if anybody's ever seen an acupuncture chart um, or studied acupressure, usually those 12 organ meridians are the main flows that people base all of their work on. And then the eight flows that you mentioned are what in the original texts are called extra meridians. Uh, and... The, in our language, they're called extra, but we have two general meanings for extra. One is extra, like superfluous, like who really cares, they're extra. Uh, but then we also use the word extra, like with paper towel, like it's extra absorbent. It's extra special. And that's more like what, uh, what these extra meridians are. And they have become known as the extraordinary vessels, using that extra in a word that makes more sense to us, extraordinary vessels. And in Jinshindo, we call them the strange flows uh, because the creator of Jinshindo, Iona Teagarden, thought that they were very strange and wondrous. And so we have fun by calling them the strange flows. So there are 12 organ meridians and there are eight extraordinary vessels or strange flows that we use. And that is one of the biggest differences between many acupressure modalities and Jinshindo. In Jinshindo, our foundation of the work that we go back to and that we uh, layer in as the very foundation of everything that we do is in the strange flows. And most other acupressure systems use the 12 organ meridians as their uh, basic foundation of therapeutic technique. So I know that the each meridian has a partner and we'll get into that in another episode, do strange flows also have partners or are they individual? They do. They also have partners. Uh, that's what I, uh, one of my favorite Iona Tea Garden quotes is one of the reasons she likes acupressure is that nobody's ever alone. Everyone has a partner. <laughs> and so, uh, so the organ meridians are six partnerships and the strange flows are four partnerships. And, um, one of the ways to remember that is that this whole meridian and acupressure system comes from a philosophy called Taoist philosophy. Not everyone's familiar with that. Almost everyone is familiar with the yin-yang symbol now. And so that yin-yang symbol that shows that all of everything is made up of uh, cyclical change into opposites that sort of gives that foundation that everybody has a partner. Yin always has yang, yang always has yin, 
And so in acupressure theory, which is based on the Taoist philosophy or based in a culture that uh, followed Taoist philosophy, everyone has a partner. So I guess that's about it for time. Is there anything else that you wanted to add about acupoints, meridians, or strange flows? That is a great question. There is so much. I wish we could talk for hours about it. Um, it's, uh, I'm delighted to just have a time to uh, create a foundation and to chat about it. Folks that have questions, you're welcome to email or uh, request us speak more about particular points or meridians or flows, and we will continue to do that. Um, the most wondrous thing is that when I'm holding a point on someone's body, all of that information is there, whether I know it or not. And so as we spend time giving more foundational information, that's one big piece. And then the other piece is just how wonderful and amazing it is to hold an acupoint or to hold two acupoints on someone's body and just be immersed in the process, whether the theory is there or not. You don't. You, we don't have to understand how the sausage is made to enjoy the sausage. Thank you very much for saying that in a much better way than I just said it. I, I'm a simple <laughs> That's person. Great. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, That's why we are the great yin to the yang. I tend to make things overly complex, and you tend to simplify things in a beautiful way. So this is a, a beautiful partnership. Absolutely, in more ways than one. Yes, Thank you for chatting with me this morning, Russ. I so much appreciate it. Oh, thank you for taking time to talk with us, and we will talk to you soon. Sounds great. Have a wonderful time. All right. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Russ. Thank you for tuning in to the Acupressure Podcast. You can visit us online at facebook.com slash Acupod. If you would like to check out classes that Steve is offering, you can go to www.bodyperspectives.com. If you'd like to check out classes from Debbie Valentine Smith, you can go to bodymindtreasures.com. And to find a Jinshindo teacher or practitioner in your area, you can visit jinshindo.org. Thank you for listening.